a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome back to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by Alpine Star Protects. I'm Steve Mathis. We are in the Racer X offices right now as we speak, sitting at King Chase's new desk here in the office in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, FlyRacing.com, please check them out. The official gear of Zach Osborne, who's going to wear the number one plate this year in the 250 E-Series. Blake Baggett, uh, Benny Bloss, uh, Weston Pike, many others. FlyRacing.com, please check them out. I don't have my reads in front of me, so that's that's about all I got. Also, Alpine Star Protects. We all know their boots are great. I just saw a bunch of them uh, being made in Italy, uh, but they've got a whole line of underprotectors and knee braces and neck braces that are some of the best stuff out there. A lot of riders that are even sponsored by Alpine Star people put the Alpine Star uh, products, protection products, underneath their jerseys or pants, and that's how good they are. So thanks to Fly Racing and Alpine Stars for coming on. As I said, I'm here in the Racer X office here. It's a super cool place. Glad to be back uh, once and every year to film these Supercross preview uh, video shows with me. My two co-hosts in those videos and my two co-hosts in my life. First up, the voice of motocross, the voice of flat track, the voice of endurocross, the voice of Geneva Super Supercross, the voice of ATV motocross, ATV motocross, the voice of GNCC, the Jason White. Yeah, what's up, Wade? Endurocross series has come and gone, so I think it's safe to say that I did not get to be the voice of Endurocross this year, unless oh. something retroactively is going to happen. Oh, what happened? I, I don't know. I just did, nobody called. <laughs> did it call? Yeah, but I've been in and out at least three times, oh. so I never counted out. But you never write and say, hey, am I in? You never write your, the guys who hire you and say... Oh. Uh, every year I ask, and some years it works, and some years it doesn't. Oh, we, we'll strike that voice of Endurocross uh, yeah, right, right, right from now. this record. Right, not right now. Yep, I, uh, didn't happen. Uh, also joining me, uh, again, my co-host in life from flyracing.com, Jason Thomas. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the resume that Weege does, so I'm uh, I'm just yeah. that other guy in the corner. Right, exactly. Right. We're all waiting for Weege and Ralph to drop dead, and we'll all be in. Daniel Blair is actually rapidly shooting past all of us, so yeah. let's be honest. No, he's a rising star. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, all right, so we just did our previews, and, and, and you'll, people will see those soon on racerxonline.com, but we haven't done one of these pods where the three of us get together. That's that's dog hair on your mic, in case you're wondering. Shocking. Um, so let's let's just talk talk about a couple things that have happened lately that are in the news that we can touch on that I think people want to hear, and we'll do our full preseason preview in the next few weeks. Yeah. But uh, for now, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, so James Stewart resurfaced. Yes, he, he resurfaced. Did. He's back. How many times, Weege, have I taken the photo of James from Racer X Online yes. and just 
put it in a text with anybody and everybody. <laughs> with no ta- no caption. No caption. He just puts the <laughs> no context. With me. No context. I did it. I did it to Nicoletti today. I just put it in there, and I and I wait for it to happen. But seriously, this is the first photos the Racer X and had him. Racer X had him. Yes. Of James Stewart on a bike since. Last year at the ride day. Yes, since last, last year at the ride day, day when he's on a Yamaha. On a Yamaha. Yes. Um, what does this all mean, Wygant? Uh, I can sum that up easily. It means nothing. <laughs> Damn it means you. nothing. And you know my proof? What? Did it mean anything last year? No. Thank you. Can someone explain to me why he's doing <laughs> these ride days? Why contractually obligated? For who? Through seven? Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he's got some stuff where he he needs to do these things. That doesn't always matter for him, though. No, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, seem to always matter. Question. Contractual obligations don't always seem to obligate no. him. This was at his house, though, which helps. Oh, <laughs> uh, not necessarily. He's no showed at That's his true. own house. That's true. <laughs> this is connected to okay. the James Stewart Spring Classic amateur race at uh, Freestone. Yeah, race I think this house. is contractual. Like, for some this reason, could cost him some money. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. This this one apparently he can't get out of. Someone told me a while ago that it might have be been due to his uh, arrest. Uh, I had, heard that, too. Is that true? I don't know. As part of a community service? Community service. Oh, and well, one of these okay. things, this is sort of community service. That could be contractually obligated. <laughs> yes, very much so. so. Now, that's yes. a total speculation on my part, but it's just something I've heard. And it makes reckless. sense. Reckless. I would say even reckless on your part. And it, No, because it yeah, makes I can't believe you just threw that out there. <laughs> but no. it's not true. No, well, we know he got arrested. That's public record. Okay. We, we know he had, yes. he had issues. It was not mentioned on Supercross TV show, so I'm not sure if it actually <laughs> right. was. Um, so, but it's so random that that's why I ask, like, what, why he keeps doing this. It does, it's so random. He breaks a lot of deals and contracts and laws, things he's supposed to do. So that's why I ask. But, okay, so he's it not. It does a- lead credit, lay, credence. Wow, somebody's really beeping. Is that Davey purposely messing up our podcast? That is correct. Horn? <laughs> yes, he's just jacked our podcast. <laughs> beeping the horn of the party. Well, the only thing worse would have been him busting in here making an inappropriate joke. <laughs> that would have been... It, they're still happening. I think we've already got that covered in the last three minutes. Lunch day was... Yeah, I know. Right, right. I know what you're saying. I love the figurehead of the company that, that is the one guy that doesn't seem to have any rules. Lunch today was right. spectacular. Okay. I know what you're saying. It doesn't seem like any sort of sponsor obligation necessarily guarantees James no. will do anything, but this particular but this thing... this ride day, so what you is better the, believe he's out yes, there on a Yamaha yes. or a Honda. Have to wonder. So anyways, listen, it's... I'm not going to lie. It was good to see him back on a bike. Oh, he's on a Honda. It's perspective, knew, I guess. We knew that had happened, uh, that he'd gotten a Honda a while ago, and that was maybe going to happen for racing. It hasn't happened. It's probably not going to happen. It doesn't look like he's been training away, getting ready for racing. Let's face it. He doesn't look in, in, in shape that he's been in, in the past. So really, JT, like, this is nothing, but or is it everything? No, it's nothing. <laughs> It's nothing. Uh, this was this, is nothing. this was James Stewart showing up at a ride day that he needed to be at, and he had his son there, which is cool. Yeah, uh, he's spending time with kids, which is cool. But as far as what does this mean for 2018 racing situation, I think it means absolutely nothing. Okay, but you know what? It does mean something. Why again? You're the online boss editor something right a lot of stuff okay. has changed here you're actually sitting in our old boss's chair yeah. right now so i'm very king, confused and king, very scared king chases yes okay yes. but for reals uh racetracks online put up a gallery of james stewart riding with kids mm-hmm. once a year mm-hmm. on a honda yep how did it do uh the site it's like on fire like our <laughs> server back here we had to like take extinguishers i mean it blew up right anything james does yeah. i mean there's no doubting the popularity 
Hey, he looked good in some of those. He looked. He got flat. He's whipping it. <laughs> you said flat. Yeah, flat. Okay. Well, flat. Yeah, flat. Okay. Uh, I think there was something to do with pancakes in there for sure. <laughs> it's good to see him. And Mookie was on a Kawasaki, which maybe we'll touch on here in a little bit. Um, I get, I mean, it's over, right? It's over. It's over, Johnny. It's it's over. Yeah. I've heard a few things recently that he was at one point, and I I think here's part of the problem. There's these this noise that you hear sometimes. That Urban it's legends. He'll order some parts from a <laughs> suspension company or wheels or some works type part, yep. and you and then it never materializes. I heard that he was getting back into it and then knocked himself out again, and that's delayed this process, and that yeah. means he might still come back. So what we can never figure out is, yes, throughout the industry, every few months you hear some sort of indicator that he plans on riding, but it never materializes. So that makes it really hard to figure out what, why would he order work suspension but then never go racing? What happens mm-hmm. in between mm-hmm. that, yeah. those steps? I'm with you. Like, and, and so, yeah, what, what's going on? Like, what is the program here? Um, I heard reliably that he did go ride the bike, and he set very fast times, and then he crashed. Oh, you heard that same thing? Yeah, I don't yeah, know about knocked out. I don't know, but but oh, I heard knocked out. But reliably James, heard that. Right. You can't trust anything you hear. Yeah, but I mean, I guess yeah, it's it's over. Well, that's it's good that, to see him. That's back significant bike. news, though, because I think up until this point, there hasn't really any been reliable updates that he wanted to do it. So. If he did, in fact, want to do it and was trying to race and then had another setback, that's further along than we've been because I don't know that anybody had any indication that he was, like, actually wanting to do it anymore, which I think is is the first step in doing this is actually wanting to do it again. And I, I didn't even know that he wanted to do it again. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's good to see him back on a bike. Have we ever had more uncertainty around a rider, around a rider in history than James Stewart? Even when he was winning, no, there was always it, a shroud of uncertainty, and we don't know. And everything that James yeah. has been about, doesn't yep. it? Doesn't it just put a bow on the entire? <laughs> yes, James Stewart. Yes. Any rumor right. is both believable, but yeah. not believable. Right. There's nothing you could say about him that you would say like, I can't see that being. The it's case. almost like someone needs to write a story about it. I don't want to. Somebody's working on it. I don't want to uh, trip on these Supercross videos coming out on RaceRex Online, but but I'm going to trip on it right here. Okay. You don't want to, but I'm going you can't to. stop yourself. We each. No, but you you actually, for once in your life, actually had a really good point. Getting there. Yeah. Tell people what, like, what you said what James should do is perfect. Like, yeah. Okay. Other, yeah. other than him not wanting to do it. But <laughs> but if you can't win and you don't want to train your balls off and, you know, and go against Eli Tomac, if you can't do that, and yeah. it's can't, he can't, let's face it, that, that window's closed. What he should be doing is what you think is what you suggested. Yeah, James Stewart has a lot to offer. He can do more than just. I, I feel like he's playing this zero sum game of like, if I can't win the Supercross title this year, yeah. I shouldn't show my face. Yeah. He doesn't have to do right. that anymore. Like he's embarrassed. I, yeah, I think so. Like, okay, I'm sorry, you're no longer the fastest man on the planet, right. but no one's going to forget that you were a bad dude. Yeah. Plenty of people still care. You're fine. Your legacy's fine. You're a great yeah. racer. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So even if you can't win Anaheim, I say still do some stuff. Like other riders have started to prove other ways that you can contribute. James Stewart could do some Instagram posts. He could show up at Straight Rhythm, maybe Paris, some off-season races, yep. maybe race Monster Cup only. Don't worry about trying to yeah. win him Supercross main. Just, and between YouTube and Instagram alone, not even yep. leaving his house, right. he could 
get, make a lot of people happy, make himself happy, be make very money, popular, famous, make and make money. Yep. You don't have to only be capable of winning Anaheim to be worth getting on a motorcycle. And it's 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 amazing. And it wouldn't take that much effort to do to put together a program like no. that. What if he like like got some footage of him on a KX125? Doing some gnarly scrub, and he's like, "I'm gonna try to recreate that today, boys, on a Honda. Like, like, just like have yeah. fun with it. Like, be like, here I am in in ninety in two thousand and three, and here I am now. And like, you could he could be a Ronnie Mac or oh, that maybe that's a bad comparison, but uh, a Jimmy, Jimmy Mac or Ronnie Mac, J Mac. <laughs> <Jay Mack. laughs> he could be J Mac. Oh, God. God, Beaker. Oh God, oh, Beaks. Beaker's fault. Beaks. Beaks. J Mac. But um. He could be this sort of sensation that doesn't win, but who cares? Look, but, the two things that are the most popular things we can post on our website are things about James Stewart or things about two strokes. When somebody finally has James Stewart in a two stroke together, <laughs> right. it's going to blow uh, up. Someone and tried. Red Bull tried. Right. Uh, are there any other riders that he could maybe copy? Any other models out there? Right. Randall Poto doing the maybe, exact possibly. thing right now. And, and honestly. I've asked RV about uh, getting beat, uh, you know, getting out of shape, and he does not care. He laughs, and he doesn't yeah. care, and he's crushing beers after the straight rhythm. Mm-hmm. And, dude, he has let any desire of being one of the legends go. And and I'm, I guess James JT can't do that. But well, RV's I, taken a couple pages out of James's playbook. He's doing his own race now, which James has been doing for several years. So... RV followed the path of James a little bit already, so it would only be, you know, it'd be returning the favor to follow the path that RV's done. Because I think for James, at some point, you know, he's what thirty now, early thirties. Yeah, he's gonna want to make more money in this lifetime, assuming yep. he lives another forty years or whatever. We all hope, right? I'm telling you, as a past athlete, I've read a lot of books on past athletes. At some point, he's going to be thinking, man, it'd be nice to make some more money. Yeah. There's no a, how much you have. Right. Yes. There's an opportunity right now to, with minimal effort, to make decent money. Go If you ask Mathis, you talk to Eric Pernard quite a bit, you know, international race organizer to the stars. If you said, Eric, we can get James Stewart. He'll do two or three races for you a year. Yeah, he's not going to be James Stewart of 2009, but he's going to be pretty okay. I mean, he's going to be all right. Booba, as the Euros call him, Booba is a big deal. Wildly popular. Yes. Eric's going to make an offer that second, yeah. right? So, man, you hate to see him pass up all these opportunities because one day, as we all know, he's going to be 40 or 50 or whatever and look back like, damn, there was there was a chance there. I just, I really think Weed, you nailed it. Like, drop do the, that. Do drop that fun the, stuff. Uh, Drop the thing that you're going to be a Supercross champion and do all of that stuff and make money and have fun. Yeah. And the fans will love it. And you will do two-stroke videos and the fans will love it. They do not care that you no longer can win. You're going to have your haters, of course. You always are. Even yeah. RV does and everybody. Sure. But screw those people and, and have some fun. Now, again, doesn't want to do it. So that's fine. But so if he doesn't want to do it, then just say it's over. I know. That's what just I don't Just say it's over. That's what I don't get. Which is cool also. Yes. It's also cool to say it's over. <laughs> yeah, I know, which all leads you to think that he is saying it's not over. Someday mm-hmm. I'm going to win another Supercross race, yeah. which is, I think, a little ridiculous at this point. Yeah, It's been four years since he's even been good at Supercross. Even as good as James Stewart is, that's too big of a bridge. Ryan Villopoto on the two-stroke is on the cover of our, uh, yeah, that one that you carefully picked and cropped and everything. Yeah. Villapoto's on the cover of our latest issue yep. on the two-stroke. And I don't think anyone on earth is going to look at that cover and be like, why would you put a retired yeah. guy on yeah. this? This is crap. Yeah. No, everybody's down with it. And James, I mean, so, we'll just throw a number out there. 
well into the six figures he could he could command in a year. Easy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well into yeah, the six yeah. figures. One race. Yeah. One race, he uh, can get six mm-hmm. figures. So, JT, this leads me to the next thing. Like, what does Dungey do next? What do you think Dungey's going to do? Is he following a – he's not going to be like James because, you know, he's announced his retirement and all that. So, But, I mean, is he going to be a James where he disappears a little bit? Or is he going to be an RV and in a year we're going to see him doing some stuff for KTM? I think it'll be or somewhere in between. rally riding like Andrew Short? I think it'll be – no. No, Andrew Short's another animal altogether. Yeah, he's in Morocco. He basically moved to Morocco. Uh <laughs> I think I think Dungey will be somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. where he's involved with KTM on some level, but I don't think he's going to have a Ryan Dungey Amateur National, and a, right, okay. you know I, I don't think he's going to be racing races and doing. Yeah. I, I just don't see that. But I think he'll have some sort of technical role, more like a Jeff Stanton with yeah. Honda long term. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I see Dungey fitting in. I could I, be wrong. But I mean, I, I thought RV would disappear. I really did. I thought he was so miserable and so didn't want to race anymore that he would be gone. I think and he was, but he. It, he got and then when he finished, it yeah, was, he yeah. got well, he got right. bored. Yeah. I think he got bored because you go 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 and then stop. Yeah. And then there's that six month to a year of like deep breath, exhale, like man, this is nice to not do anything. And then it's like, okay, I'm done with that. Now what's next? You know, yeah. I, I think that's where he's at. RV moved back to California, right? Isn't that what happened? He moved to Washington when he retired. Did he not? I don't know. Why are you looking at me like unbelievably scared? He didn't want to tell anybody that. What really? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't know. It's not supposed to be known? I don't know. Well, somebody probably knows. I mean, I can't imagine it's a huge... I don't know. Okay. Okay. My bad. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't didn't know. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Right. Okay. Anyways. I'm sure no one knows. I'm sure it's impossible for anyone to verify this. I don't know why I'm not supposed to know, but I was told I don't know. So... Okay. I, I don't know right. either. Then I guess I don't know either. <laughs> right. <laughs> as long as we don't know. Ryan Villapoto lives somewhere. We just don't that know. That we know. <laughs> I Maybe mean, he's just visiting a lot. If anyone it, sees him there a lot, that seemed, doesn't mean anything. It seemed really silly, but I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. okay. For you to not know something is not so silly, so I can buy right, it. Okay. Right. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I, honestly, your uh, your James Stewart thing, I, I I like that for him. I think that's really good for him. I think that would make him some money. And you personally, <laughs> and I would love to see it. I mean, he's still. I mean, honestly, I mean, come on, seriously, he's a great rider. Okay, let's just move on. Okay, okay, all right. okay we're doing okay. great. Doing great. Stop. Um, Stop. So okay, all right. So uh, and so Malcolm is Malcolm's kind of in the middle. Right. <laughs> so ride three sixty five team is done. He's gonna be and I don't know if that's whose choice that is, as usual with the stewards. We don't know. Yes. <laughs> like yes. yes. Shroud of secrecy. Um yes. He didn't like it or he, whatever. Uh, so he's not on. He's going to ride a privateer Kawasaki as a, as a privateer. Uh, is he even saying it's a Kawasaki? No, no. I've heard <laughs> that he's had some parts that have green in them, and he, he's gotten it taken off because there's right. no support from Kawasaki. So is it like the Moto Concepts 450, dude. I don't know. <laughs> An SR seven racing 450. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's going to ride a K- KX 450 uh, as a privateer. Hopefully, get a ride as a fill-in. I heard that he looked he looked at Dean's situation and said people really like Dean as a privateer, and he was able to go to another team. Whereas I was locked in, and nobody was coming to me for a fill-in ride. Um, well, another thing I think that did hurt him was his setup last year looked really good. 
It looked like it was a semi like everybody else's. You saw big forks on the bike like everyone else. Mm-hmm. It looked like he had a really dialed-in yeah. setup. And then at the races, he wasn't doing great. And then he's like, we haven't had time to test. We're kind right. of throwing the team he together. He had a factory rear brake pedal. Uh, right. Yeah. So everything se- – it didn't seem like it, he could use the biker team as an excuse. Right. Yeah. And I think when his results weren't good, and then he tries to tell people, well, man, we're just put, pulling this together, no, yeah. one, no. no one would believe that. Yeah. Well, now when they see him in a van – and then they'll know. With Roger Larson spinning the T-handles, they'll know that that's, <laughs> that's a real deal. So yeah. that's going to be interesting to see Malcolm do that and see where that goes. Maybe we'll get some heat race Mookie glimpses. I really hope, look, you can never hope that someone gets hurt, but I would love to see him get a shot because mm-hmm. the potential, I mean, we haven't seen it on a 450 in Supercross, which is probably his wheelhouse more than anything. We still haven't really gotten a good look at it. A few heat race laps here and there proved that I, it could be really I good. I still have a lot of Malcolm Stewart questions <laughs> really? about his career, himself, what's going on. Like, right? Like, But do we even know if he's going to come in ahead of where he was last year? No. I haven't heard of him motoing no. down or any of that. I haven't seen Instagram videos of him motoing down. No. This is prime time. Like he was if, at the James Stewart ride day. Right. But okay. if you're not if you're not strong, and I'm not saying you're peaking yet, but if you're not strong yeah. by you know December 7th or whatever today is, yeah, you're not going to be strong right. come January 6th or whatever the race day is. So, yeah, there we go. Um, moving on from there, Chad Reed. Have you heard about the VIP program? Weech? It's a great idea. It Not is. a bad idea. The Rocky Mountain one, yeah, it's spectacular. Oh, I don't know. The Chad Flyer that we posted on our Instagram, yep. I think first time ever, I think it said. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you get to hang out with the team, you know, meet Chad, hang hang with Chad. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yep. And uh, some people over there, Dan Truman, one of our friends, who knows a lot about the races and industry, yeah. can guide you really, around, like, tell you the ins and outs. Really set up a solid program, I feel. <laughs> Innovative. <laughs> I cannot believe. Um... The tides have turned. Okay, so Chad's still not riding a dirt bike. He told me the other day he hopes to be at Anaheim 1. He thinks he'll be at Anaheim 1 with a week of riding. Wow. And that's not even for sure. I mean, obviously, with injuries, who knows? And with a privateer Husky, he's not getting much support from Husky from what three of us here gather. JT, this could be rough before it gets better. Or if it gets better. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like... I don't want to see. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see, see Stu. Remember in Paris when I saw Stu? Uh, we remember yeah. well. Yeah. Well, we were all worried that you were dead. Right. And the first thing you wanted to talk about was Stu not doing a quad. That almost everybody was doing. The it almost guys. did kill you. It did. Yeah. And I don't want to see that again. <laughs> like I don't want to see uh, the twenty-two. I got news for you. It's not going to be pretty at Anaheim if he's racing. I mean, can he get? better halfway through the year yeah of course yeah i mean your first week of riding he's got so much pride you're gonna be better in a month than you are the first thank you you know um i would hope so right (laughs) but i mean where are we at like where are we at uh morgantown this is a terrible combination. He told you before straight rhythm he had barely ridden at all, and he was going to use November six and December times since yeah. May. Right, he's going to use November and December to dial it all in and get in shape. Yep. Then he gets hurt at the end of October, so all the November and December riding and training that he planned. So now we've still got six rides since May, and we're in mid-December. <laughs> I mean, can he? Okay, look, can a totally wounded Chad Reed? On a privateer Husky, can he get a top 10? At Anaheim? Yes. No. No way. No. Not Anaheim, man. No. 
Dude, we're going to run through the numbers in a couple weeks when we preview this thing yeah. on this podcast, and we're going to say there's 16 gnarly dudes. He's going to beat seven of them? No. What, what place did he get last year in Anaheim one? Seventh or eighth? Well, he would have, but then he broke oh, his bike because he had to try to take Pike out <laughs> to desperately not oh, be beaten yeah. by but Pike. But he was, he was he seventh or eighth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. that's that's coming in kind of prepared, yeah. right? Factory yeah. Yamaha, rode a lot. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't so see So if it. you're him... And he seemed again. This is in early December. He seemed very uh, determined and set on racing Anaheim. But if you're him, if it's us three, if we are his new agents, because he, he no longer is represented by WMG, if we are his new agents, do we just say, "Chad, come back at Daytona"? You can't because as his agents, we're probably going to say, "Chad, if you miss races, you lose money." Yeah, none, so of, none of the there. sponsors I think are going to yeah. sign on for that program because he's only racing Supercross. Uh, would they sign on for him riding around in 12th and 15th and barely? Yeah, make- because they get all the pit presents okay. and they get him signing autographs well, and they get him part of opening he ceremonies. Not the same. But it's not the same. Okay. You don't get the opening ceremonies. You don't get the TV time. You don't get the, all the buildup. It's just different. But sweet Jesus' ankle is not going to be. No, it's going to be tough. The the big thing there, too, this. is. I might not go to the races. He, being that unprepared, really, really sets you up for further injury mm-hmm. because yeah. he's going to try hard. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like he's going to cruise he's around. prideful, man. Yeah. So when you try hard and you're unprepared and you're out of shape and you're tired, that's a bad recipe for, you know, for trying to stay healthy through a season. I, nobody wants to see that. I mean, we've, we're going through a rough patch right now, but the last thing I want to see him do is hurt himself or do something stupid because of an injury. Maybe you can take the VIP program and talk to him a little bit. Like you can pay, sign up for it. I've, I've been on that VIP program for like 15 years. <laughs> but JT to join his VIP yeah, program yeah, like for the to, weekend. To, he get access. To soothe things over. He can right, access. Right, right. can see what a press box is like yeah, inside of a, a right. truck. What is he pitting out of? He might have some questions on how our VIP program runs right. during the day, so maybe I'll see him. We, how long do we get this joke to run with? Like till June? Not long because I'm going to burn Ma- the building till down. Till Vegas? Do yeah. we, do we I don't know. When the tires get slashed on Reed Box Van and he doesn't make it to the race. Um, so it's a fun mover, we believe. Uh, Mike Gossler, Goose, will be his mechanic again. Um, I, I refuse to call that a fun mover. <laughs> no, fun, <laughs> There's no fun. He's a dark cloud mover. Yes. Um, very serious moves. I don't know, man. Like it, I guess all three of us are in, in the same spot. It's going to be rough. From what I know, they still have a lot to sort out. Because I have, I have not seen a fun mover yet. I don't know what that entails. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's been posting pictures of bare frames. Uh, but as far as bike setups, testing, what they're running. Boost Mobile? Guess yeah, is the sponsor. Boost, yeah. Boost. Okay, yeah, but, so they have phones figured out. <laughs> they have that part but dialed. He's not riding a factory bike or anything, so yeah. he doesn't have a, an engine set up. Dude, he doesn't how have would, any of that done. How? I mean, you know what, though? I, I would say I'd be worried about that, except... Like he went on a Pro Circuit CRF 450 in 2011 and kicked ass. So I feel like he tested all the off season. No, I know, but I'm saying like I'd be worried about no factory equipment. Except I feel like no, no, no. I'm saying, but he's not. He doesn't even have a base setting. No, no. He doesn't have an engine package. He doesn't have suspension setup. He doesn't have anything. Right. So he's starting from ground zero out of shape and if he can ride it's not like he's going to be able to like okay it's monday of anaheim one i'm going to do 125 laps today and test test. he's going to barely be able to ride which means he's going to ride 20 laps and be like ah i gotta ice this thing i'm done for today it's 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 really tough man it's gonna i don't want to see that no this is uh go ahead tell your rj at millville story this is what you don't want to see yeah this is what i don't want to see like 1989 i go to millville rj is my favorite rider 
of all time, and he's just coming back from his rest. And I'm like, this is the five, start of the 500 series. And I'm like, it is over. RJ will is here, and he will beat everybody down. Watch this. He, the king is back. And we stood by the sand pits, three deep, sand whoops. And he comes in, flying in, in first place, grabs a hole. He's in the lead. And, dude, he grabs the brakes before the sand whoops. And Wardy and Dogger and everybody goes zooming by him. And I will never forget that. My brother and I are like, oh, my God. Like, dude, RJ, just yeah. grab the brakes before the sand whoops. Yeah. It says a lot that 28 years later, you're still telling that story. I can remember this this Uh, as day. Absolutely. And that's what I think we're afraid of. I think that's what James is afraid of. He doesn't want to be seen like that, so he doesn't want to be seen at all. Right. And Chad, because he's prideful, because he's got to probably get some sponsorship money, is being put in a situation that he probably shouldn't be in, where he's going to have to race, and that could lead to some problems. What if Chad doesn't make a main? Similar thoughts. What if he doesn't make a main? Similar thoughts. The great Tim Ferry in 06, Moto Triple X, wrist is junk. Yeah. You know what I mean? He loses his Yamaha ride. He goes to Moto Triple X. And, and what happened oh, at round Anaheim one? was Didn't a disaster. Qualify. Didn't qualify. I, I went to dinner with him after the race. It was not. He car- there, was, there was no fun mover. He couldn't get through the whoops. <laughs> he cartwheeled and he rode off and never made the main event. And I'm not kidding. I'm like, this could be it. First lap of the heat race yeah. right over the bars. And, and yep. where I'm like, this could be it. Like the guy could. And we all know what a champion, what a competitor, and what a warrior he is. But it was a similar feeling. But anyways. Yes. Um, yeah, like, dude, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see that. I don't want to. I don't want to see like him do that. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Next topic. What okay. else we got? We got the Stu's. We got Reed. What if to get some funding, Stu calls Chad? What if Chad can raise some money? Maybe Stu wants to be involved with the VIP There's program. There's no funding. <laughs> Take the fun out of that funding. <laughs> <laughs> Stu runs the VIP program. No, just for buys Chad. a ticket. Oh, just gets into it. Yeah, just gets into it. Needs to go to a race. Right. Doesn't want to buy just a regular right. ticket. Dan shows him around. How about? Yeah. How you about, guys are about to VIP piss me off. How about <laughs> Stu? In order to get the communication going to, to get on Chad's team, sends him a white chocolate mocha. Like he said, he was gonna. Yeah. Wait. I go to Starbucks Reed, with that guy. What if Reed's ankle's not ready to go and he needs to hire a replacement rider and he hires Mookie? Because Mookie's looking for the replacement ride. Right. This would be perfect. Right. Okay. And all of our heads explode. Yes. With all the... Between these three. Right. Between these three guys. Yeah. They could get one bike out on the track. <laughs> Mookie's the healthiest. Right. Uh, question topic number three. Yeah. Yeah. I, let me guess. You don't want to see Reed struggle. You want to see it again. And I don't want to see uh, James struggle. So. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, Can I okay. just tell the story one more time that Mathis was at Paris <laughs> and that terrorist attack and we're texting... I know I've told this story a million times, but it's my favorite. We're texting Steve all night. Are you okay? Are you okay? No response. No response. Steve, is everybody okay? What's happening? What's happening? And then finally, hours later, guys, dot, dot, dot. And we're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Steve's in the hospital. <laughs> Stu didn't jump the quad. He didn't jump this quad that, like, most of the top guys were doing. And I'm just like, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Wife or death situation, clearly. <laughs> I was an hour north of Paris. I was fine. But that was not fine. That's that's all I've got to say. The people of Paris deserve better. <laughs> they do. They, they need did. To see they did. Quads. Okay. All right. So next topic again. Not stepping on our Racer X uh, films, but let's step on it. The most interesting guy, besides Kenny, to me this this series is Justin Barsha. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because okay. the most interesting guy in the series. Okay. Maybe third most interesting guy wow. in the series, but it's on my paper. I want to talk wow. about. Um, because we have some debate going on this. Uh, six race deal with the Yamaha guys. We saw him at the Monster Cup on a Honda. I like that move, and I wrote about it, and I talked about it. I love the fact that he's like, you know what? 
I'm buying a bike. He, I, I doubt he bought it. He bought it. He probably borrowed it or whatever. Morgantown Power Sports right up the road. Oh, yeah? That's where it came from. But did he buy it? No, oh, no I don't okay. think so. All right. Yeah. It all works back to Morgantown. Yeah. Um, so big, big fly racing supporter. He didn't like the uh, he didn't like the Honda. Or he didn't like the Honda back in the day. He didn't like the Yamaha. He didn't like the Suzuki, and that's fine. I'm not always a believer in that kind of stuff, as you guys know. But but that's okay. That's what he believed. Mm-hmm. So he got himself a Honda, and he went to the Monster Cup, and I thought that was awesome. And I thought he would. This is a big year for him. He's got a you know he's made a lot of money and has been hurt and hasn't had the results. Let's let's not all talk about the poor results because he also has been hurt quite a bit. But yeah. but. Uh, he jumped at this back of this Yamaha deal with Millsaps, and we don't think Millsaps is going to be back anytime soon. But they gave uh, Barsha a six-race deal. I would have just built the own program if I'm Justin. I would have, I would have stayed with if – if you like the Honda, which who knows, maybe – you hate money? I do not hate money. Okay. Carry on. Short-term sacrifice to build up his results for a long-term game. That is my investment strategy. You, you don't think he can do this on factory Yamaha equipment? He did not like that bike. Now, okay, now, Weech, you know, you've talked to the Yamaha guys a little bit. Oh, the bike, Yamaha, everything was great. It was all JGR, man. If he could have just worked with the factory Yamaha guys, the great people that he's working with now, it would have been awesome. Yeah, and it see, was just and a I, team. And now I like perfect. Jimmy Perry over there, and I like Bob, and I like Dino, but this Dunkin' Donuts cup in front of me, that is just a load of shit in this cup. To me, Kara poop is Kara poop. It is. No, it is. I, I don't give me that. Don't, Yamaha and JGR shared a lot of Did settings. Did you just call his Yamaha a pile of shit? No, I said that. It's that. That. No, the the talk of the, the problem the with JGR. Of, I know a metaphor when I see one. No, it's not. So. Yeah, you're not buying that. I am not Everything buying that. Everything between JGR, Barsha and Yamaha was always great. JGR would have to JGR. tell Yamaha every single thing they did to that bike. And and Yamaha would say, hey, yes, no, good job. Let's let's also take it for ourselves and learn. Like, okay, yes, the JGR settings were probably diff- different or whatever. I'll buy you that. But Yamaha knew what was going on with that bike. They yeah. knew everything about that bike. So don't turn around and be like, oh, it's a JGR guy's deal. I, I, I don't buy that for Here's a second. Here's the classic two sides of the story, and I'll sum this up as quickly as possible. JGR said, they didn't help us like we wanted them to help us. And Yamaha says, we tried to help them. They pushed us away. There you go. Right. Yep. Okay, so. But don't you think that Justin Barsha would be more qualified and more educated on the situation than you would in, <laughs> to make the right decision? <laughs> Can we just record well, that and use that for all <laughs> Well, I mean, that would go for anything JT would say about any rider also. No, I'm saying like he had all of this laid out in front of him. Yeah. The financial situation, the equipment, all of the yeah, A, B, no. and C of how this has to go. And he chose to go with a factory well, team on a factory bike. But yes. So I don't know how you can question it when well, he Six had races this. from now. Right. We can now debate but, this. But couldn't he go back to his Honda So after that point so, if it okay, didn't work for, out? From now on, JT, I'll start every pod with, hey, everybody, welcome, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Alpine Star Protects. Everybody's doing the right thing. Good job, guys. All right, thanks for listening. And we'll just stop <laughs> recording. I mean, I guess that's what you're saying. Absolutely, Barsha would know. Okay, but I feel that if he rode the bike that he wanted to, which is a Honda, apparently, and... But he didn't do that well on it. He didn't, but right? it was the first race. And if yeah. you listen to some of Eric Johnson's hard-hitting interviews with him, <laughs> Barsha said he wasn't quite ready. He said he wasn't even want to race Monster Cup, I believe, in one of the interviews. He was like, I wasn't even going to race this race. Yeah, I don't believe, I don't buy that. You don't? I don't. Okay. No, because right. he rode, I mean, he rode USGP. He had been riding. He had a bike. I don't he know what riding. happened to the USGP with him. Uh, same thing that happened to Monster Cup. The same thing that no, happened all he summer. Went a, he went 10-10-5 at Monster Cup. 
He was exceptionally bad at the GP. Yes. <laughs> he was. Yes. Okay. It's been underwhelming. Okay. It's been underwhelming every step of the way. Yeah. But I – okay. So let me just flip – everything that I just said, I'll flip it back to you guys. So in six races – are we going to look at Justin Barsha as a as a guy? And, and I'm not talking race wins because I don't think that's possible. Neither one of you do, right? I mean, no, no. Okay, so in six races, are we seeing Barsha with a couple of podiums and a lot of top fives and sixes, and everything is fixed? No, but I don't think you'd see that on the Honda either. No, I don't. I don't think so either. But I still, despite that, think that after six races, you'll see him back on that bike. Correct for race number seven. I think they yeah. guaranteed him six races, but I think that carries yeah. on longer. Uh, Yamaha is a uh, of repeatedly dangle the carrot kind of company they were doing it to dean last year they've yeah. done it to a number of riders yep. they like to have that so i i think he goes longer than six i'm with totally with you guys they told me straight up that if he's getting a bunch of podiums we're definitely oh, keeping him on the bike. oh yeah no but no. i think even if he doesn't and he's just doing decent seventh I mean, eighth i think he stays i don't think you're gonna see mill steps back anytime soon and two riders on the team what's the problem with that and he's happy with the bike the whole time uh, yeah, he's going to be saying all the right things. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, this is going to be interesting. When yeah. you get to race six, right. and you're going to be on the bench for race seven, yeah. what do you well, say? Hey, listen, I love it here. You know what? I mean, we go round and round, JT and I do, about bike settings and this and that, and, and all of that is absolutely true. But having said that, fragile little flowers that these guys are, if Justin believes that bike is not the problem, then he's going to do well. So he's almost in a no – he's in a – he cannot possibly start saying that bike isn't that good. He's but not going to. I don't think no he way, will. Right? No way, But tell me the last time you heard him say that the bike was great and which model and which OEM that was. I think he liked the Honda the first year. He was winning – won a couple Supercrosses. He jumped on it the year before in 450s outdoors. Remember? That's totally he, different, though. That no, no, but 12. I'm saying that's the bike. That's the bike that he Well, liked. 12 – changed to 13 the 13 oh, was, was the totally year? okay so the 13 honda then he must have liked maybe i don't, because I don't know i know I, in 14 the honda guys are like dude you won races yeah. it's the same settings what's going on and it was the garbage bike right well 12 so, to 13 was radically different okay. and 14 was the same all right so 13 and 14 yep honda was saying it's the same bike and justin was not happy with it anyways to me like dude you've got tons of money take this honda Build yourself a fun mover broker. Now we got everybody in oh, fun movers. Barsha VIP. Program. I've only got them in movers. Build a build I've a VIP program. Barsha program to fund it. Yep. Yep. You guys are and, dicks. And, and, and then join Malcolm oh, and Chad and James in fun movers in the back of the pits. But for reals, ride the bike that you're like stoked on, and dude, with that talent and skills, maybe he. I don't know. But Do you think Dean Wilson, when he's pitting out of the two hundred forty thousand miles on at nineteen ninety eight Sprinter, with band, Andy Wilson, with his, Andy Wilson, his dad, his mechanic, was ever thinking next year there'll be a half a dozen riders pointing to this as the <laughs> right, inspiration right, right, for right. their career? This right. is the path you need. As, as Andy Wilson is cracking jokes and like got, got the wrong size wrench on on a bolt, yes. I watched, I watched that yes. happen one time. Really? Um, yeah, okay. Andy was great. Okay. Want to build cabinets? No problem. You want to work on YZ four fifties? Not so much. Careful. But no, I, I'm interested, man. Like I'm obviously the guy doesn't like. Like me, we don't talk or anything else. But I, this is interesting to me. Like, what's going to happen here? I am ninety nine percent sure. I'll, no, I will say ninety percent sure that he's not going to do that well. But I'll, the only reason I'll give you the t- yeah, I don't think it's going to be any better than what oh, you've seen. I think you got a phone call coming. Whatever. I don't, <laughs> dude. There hasn't been a good race in a long time, so I'll put that up. I have not seen a Supercross race that Barsha has been in in years. At any point, practice, heat race, anything. Phoenix twenty fifteen. Phoenix twenty fifteen. Yep. Transfer of power. 
Uh, I think that was 14, and that was the example of transfer power, which is my ultimate example oh, of 14, sorry. being bad. Yes, yeah. the first eight laps of that main mm-hmm. were brilliant, and ever since then. So my evidence is You jerk-offs of- bring up my stupid stuff over and over, and you're not going to bring up transfer power that he's still talking Dude, about? Dude, Brayton almost won that main. When Barsha ran into him, Barsha ran into him. I'm the idiot. Yes, my power. theories are ridiculous. Anyway. But that one is perfect. I will take my – it has been four years <laughs> since we've seen him have any good laps in Supercross. Yeah. The only reason I'm not 100% on he's not going to do well, in Barsha's defense, that last year on Honda, Trey Kennard switched suspension at the end of the year and magically turned into a completely different rider, which Barsha did use an example of, ah, that's what I was asking for. Second of all, every start of the Supercross season, Barsha's had an injury. Now, look, we've seen great riders. They come back. They're immediately good again. I don't feel like last year him jumping in at round seven. He had ten races to get it together. That seems like plenty of time to me. He had ten, ten meetings in the AMA truck as well. Yeah. yeah. So that isn't a good example. He had ten races. None of them are good. But I suppose maybe some guys are more susceptible than others. Missing the start of the season, not getting the ball rolling. Maybe there's a slim chance that that gave him no shot at succeeding. Maybe. Maybe. It's tough without an offseason. No, no, no. He had the offseason. He kept getting hurt like the day before Anaheim. Right. Oh, gotcha. Right, Mountain yeah. bike crash, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm saying to you, JT, as a racer, is it possible that missing rounds one through six mm-hmm. made it impossible for him to be any good in rounds seven through 17? Because that's essentially what happened. I mean, it hurt him. Yeah. It, yeah, it sets yep. you back. You right. know, you have all this momentum and all this, you know, excitement, and, and you're really supposed to be trying to peak at Anaheim. Yeah, if you miss a bunch of races and you hurt your thumb or whatever you mm-hmm. end up hurting, yeah, it's going to have an impact. Um, I don't know if that was the difference. I, right. I really don't, and I don't believe it was. Um, but there's no way it can be good. You know, I, I right. think Reed faces a more uphill battle than Barsha did with that. No, without an off season, I think you're you're basically yeah. screwed. Yeah. All right. So I'll give Barsha a slim chance because of those. We haven't seen him come into Anaheim healthy, and maybe that will make all the difference. I don't, but, what, but I'm not buying it. But what would give you any inclination? That's my point. Yeah. It's been four years since we've yeah. seen anything that's like, ooh, look at it. That's, Even if he had come out on the Honda and was just like, damn, Barsha, Barsha's back. Like, Barsha's back. He's fast. Looks. I mean, he crashed on the first practice start of the Monster Cup. Like... I have not seen him do anything impressive. The only thing I saw that was a flash of brilliance was when he was battling with Paul Ann at the USGP and they crashed on the qualifier on Saturday. That's it. It's the only thing I've seen really that he's like in the mix at all. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's been really, you know, a lot of mediocrity from Barsha, and that's not what we've come to expect. Anyway, Barsha's not the most interesting guy. I said he was third or fourth eventually. Yeah. Ken, okay, we Ken Roxon's in a category yeah, all yeah. by himself. No, he is the most. He's Dosecki's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Webb. I think Webb is the most interesting. The highest ceiling to floor could be really good. The really most bad. interesting rider of the year so far is Cooper Webb. The highest ceiling to floor. How could it go? Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like his season could right. be has the widest variance. I of, think it's Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil would tell you he's the least interesting. Right. Ceiling to floor. Webb could be battling anyone for main event wins, straight-up main event wins. Can't say that about a lot of people. Or it could just be struggling and waiting yep. to get on a new team. Are you ready for this? All right. I heard he's flying at the test track. <laughs> <laughs> I really heard that. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. I know. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'll agree. Uh, I, uh, he's a two-time 250 Supercross champion and a 250 national champion. Think how many great riders have done that trifecta of championships and then gone on to have terrific amazing careers a ton of them 
There's been some yeah. that haven't. And it's only one year ago yeah, yeah, that he was as yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, not 10 or something like that. It's a big year for him. And I, I don't know why Chad was good on the hard stuff. And he said his bike didn't work on the soft stuff. And Coop was good on the soft stuff and was definitely putting out vibes through sponsors and team people that – team team around him, Team Web, that the bike wasn't good. Uh, he was riding the 18 Yamaha for a long time before they could even race it, which yeah. I felt was really silly. But anyways, um, so he must like his bike. I don't know. I mean – it did. It did seem to help. I know this is apples and oranges, but the MXGP guys that rode it seemed to improve. So, yeah, there is a little bit of you know light at the end of the tunnel as far as that goes. Is you know um, what uh, his name is escaping me right now. Fabra, yes, up. jumped. He yeah, he took huge Nations, steps. He huge steps for whatever that counts for. Yeah. Well, yeah. in talking to uh, Sean Simpson and talking to Arno Tonis, it was a, a huge improvement. And right out, right out of the get go, mm-hmm. um, just you know, first day of riding, like wow, yeah, we're going to make some pretty big strides here. So yeah, maybe the so. guy says, look like a whole new guy. There we go. I know we hear it all the there time. There we go. Flying in the test track, yeah. whole new guy. There we go. But look, it, it will be shame on anyone if Cooper wins. Say at some point, starts gets two wins or something. It would be shame on anyone to be like, man, I didn't expect this. Tell me you why have though. To put it in the realm of possibility. Tell me why though, and I don't know what it is, and maybe I'm out to lunch, which wouldn't be the first time. But the YZ450 into the F share the exact same frame. Okay, same same bike, same frame, same plastics. Coop looks like he's hanging on to that 450, like it's too big for him. Is it like? Do you, do you agree? Oh, they're the exact same size. But oh yeah, he looks but he, he does but not look like he. To me, he looks like he fights that 450. Last year, my theory has always been that the reverse Yamaha engine leads to fantastic power, but maybe not the best handling. 250 class, you'll take the power over the handling any day. 450 yeah. class, exact opposite. That's my very very yeah. basic theory. Well, I've heard from a few teams and riders that you need to leave that thing as stock as you can get it. Because the motor's so good. Yeah. And once you start adding horsepower, things get funky with it. Right. And maybe the Yamaha guys have discovered that. I don't know. Well, the Yamaha guys tell me one of the big advantages of the new one. There's always so much talk about handling with the Yamaha, but they said the power delivery is much more manageable, right. which is what dudes have been asking yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, Kenny Roxon's his own thing, and we cover that in our films. Uh, but, uh, yeah. 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 Be- the world's asking about Ken Roxon more than anything else, but Cooper Webb, to mm-hmm. me... I don't even know what level he's on. He could be at the very highest. Would Webb be better with a VIP program? He's fine. Okay. He's doing just fine. Okay. He doesn't yeah. need a VIP? No, he's okay. getting paid. He's on a factory team. All right. Okay. Barsha, I guess, apparently shouldn't be on that team. He'd be better off as a privateer. You guys are dicks. You, th- hey, get the bike you want, ride what you want, take away your excuses. Be like when Rocky lost to uh, uh, Clubber Lang, mm-hmm. he was too rich, too fat cat. You know, wasn't training hard. Yeah. He lost the clubber. Apollo brought him down to South Central, to the gym, to the dirty, greasy gym. Yeah. To get back to his roots. Barsha needs to get back to his roots. Hondas. I'm back, a tiger. Back being hungry. Running the surf with Lorraine. Apollo. Well, that would maybe be Stanton if he has to get back. There we go. Run in the surf and awkwardly hug Stanton. And, and I know they've been talking six times. Oh, and yeah, okay. I know that. That's, that's good. And... Get back to your roots and get on your program that got you to the front, which is a Honda, and victory will come, just like Rocky beat down Clubber Lang in the second match, in the rematch. That's, I mean... So you don't think he can do anything unless it's on a Honda? That's your official stance? 
No, it's not my official stance, but I'm interested to see. Just because he he didn't like the Yamaha. But then, like, you know, I mean, was he blaming his poor results on the bike when it really wasn't back in the JGR days? You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. I don't like, know. seriously, like, riders are weird. Maybe he's telling the JGR, I don't like the bike. He's telling everybody, I don't like this JGR Yamaha. But it's not, that's not yeah, really but, it. But when you look at Monster Cup, okay? And he goes ten ten five in a field or where ten ten six one of those. Okay, yeah. well Benny Bloss is getting is sixth or seventh overall, and Christian yeah. Craig. These guys all beat him. It, yeah, no, no. So I agree. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. I would one hundred percent agree with you if he had come out and been a different guy on yeah. the Honda in Vegas. I, I wouldn't really get enough time on it. It was almost. I can't judge. By but that. I didn't see anything. I didn't see one lap. Right. I didn't see. You know, I didn't see any flash of brilliance. Which you don't have to be super prepared to have one lap in you, especially on a track like that where it's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see it. All right. What else? Topic? Anything else? Um, a couple of moves in the 250 class uh, between the Mitchells. Yeah. Some trades between the Mitchells. Mitchell yeah. O. Mitchell O. Mitchell Oldenburg and Mitchell Harrison. If we can keep this straight, we heard for months that Mitchell O. Oldenburg would be on Rockstar Husky. Yep. He's going to move from TLD KTM to Rockstar mm-hmm. Husky. And all of a sudden, he's on a star racing Yamaha. And Real all, quickly. Yeah. yeah. It was Monster Cup suddenly. And then Mitchell Harrison, who is working the streets to find a ride and was most likely going to be with JGR. I'm supposed to, yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. Takes the spot that Mitchell O was going to have yeah. on Rockstar and is now with them, with Husky. I think you could do a whole ESPN 30 for 30 on that. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but the, the clearly... of the talks. What if I told you? <laughs> clearly, it because they, because they signed Mitchell Harrison... It wasn't a, we don't have any money for you. Like, we don't have anything for you because they turned around and got Mitchell Harrison. No, th- what I was told was that his letter of intent and his official contract didn't match up. I don't know what details were different. I don't know if there were yeah. a number promised and a number delivered were not the same. But I heard that's where it broke down. When when it was time to put ink to paper on the real yeah. contract, that wasn't what his, his LOI said. According to people I talked to, he Mitchell Oldenburg, that broke down. He called Will Hahn and said, what do you got? And like five hours later, he had a deal. Like the like the same day, everything right away. Uh, Bobby Reagan, owner of Star, just said, "Yep, yep, we'll take you." You know. Yeah, which was what they had four guys already, right? They just added. Yeah, a they kind of added a spot because cool. Justin Cooper was basically replacing Mitchell Harrison, right? So yeah, yep, they added a um, fifth guy. Who's the winner in this? Is there a winner? Yeah, I think it's yet to be determined. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I waffle, waffle. I would have said that Star because they had nothing. They they only gained yeah. in this transaction. So you have to say that Star was Young Young Star Racing was the winner. Yeah. But what if Mitchell Harrison comes out and does great? They wouldn't have had Mitchell Harrison. So yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. It's yeah. tough to say. Um, Weech, is there a winner? Uh. Harrison, I mean, was out at Star, and there was probably a while where he was afraid he wasn't going to have a ride, and then he actually ended up having two suitors between Rockstar Husky and then JJR was still interested in him. So I say that's the winner because there was probably a time in, like, June where he was thinking, uh, am I going to be a privateer? Yeah. And then he ended up having both JGR and Rockstar Husky, so that's a win to me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, Harrison was impressive last year. He was good, no doubt. Outdoors. Uh, yeah, and Oldenburg was good. Yeah. Now, the TLD guys who had to let Oldenburg go because they they were full, they were totally okay to let him go to Husqvarna because even though they're separate bikes and separate companies. Oh, totally separate. They somehow were still happy. Ah, uh, it's amazing. It's weird. Yeah. But when Oldenburg deal fell apart and had to go to a blue bike, now they were like, we could have kept him. We would have made it work. 
really? you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So uh, that, that's a little bit of a beef. Left the family. Beef in the pits right there. So that'll be interesting to kind of see yep. and watch. Um, also, too, uh, JGR Suzuki is going with Jimmy Dakotas for the outdoor ride over Phil. Yes. And we spoke to Phil at the Pulp Show, and he said it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He doesn't, you know. At the time when they told Phil, you're only 250, he said he was looking around. And in the meantime, they signed Jimmy D and gave him that full deal. So you're I saying that Jimmy's got the D, but Phil got the shaft. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Um, you can't make those jokes anymore. No. Yeah. No, yeah. we can't. We're all fired. But yeah. uh, so to me, I put no offense to Jimmy D, as I said on Monday night. But I put Phil outdoors all day long. Phil doesn't seem to care or doesn't really know what happened there. And that will be an interesting situation. So Phil is free to do anything he wants, come outdoors. But as I told him on the show, and we'll end with Phil. And by doing anything he wants, does that mean just hanging out at home? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think a lot of Pinterest. one of those dudes on JGR, unfortunately, that's the way the sport works, gets it, gets it injured and Phil gets called up. So I, he ends up riding for them anyway. Yeah, I, I, I feel like really yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. You know. And I talked to Phil about that, and I said, what are you really worried about? I mean, you got five months for someone to need a fill-in ride, or and you're right, even potentially on this very team. Yeah. But Phil was willing to find the dark lining to the silver cloud <laughs> yeah. and said, this is the time of year when you're negotiating your deal. And his deal right now can only be based on racing nine Supercross races. So even if he does end up with an outdoor deal, it will not be for the amount of money it could have been if he right. just had it now. Which is true. JT, right? 100%. That's true. Yeah, yeah it, was, yep. it was a factor in uh, our gear negotiations. He didn't have an outdoor deal. And yep. with us being the presenting sponsor of the Outdoor Nationals, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's yep. important But couldn't he just tell you guys he had – couldn't he go in and be like, yeah, I have an outdoor deal lined up? And, you, and then you guys, okay, cool. Here's a, here's a contract. Just lie? And then when no, outdoors come, because he goes, when we talk to J Bone, and J Bone says he doesn't. No, no, no. He, like he doesn't have an outdoor deal with JGR. He just has an outdoor deal. Just lie. Uh-huh. No, I don't lie. Just be like. Well, that would be lying. <laughs> yeah, I mean that happens a lot in our sport. I think a good agent. You know what happens? A good agent. You know what happens with those? The contracts become null and void. Right. <laughs> okay. But you've already paid him half for the Supercross. Yeah, series. and then you're liable. Right. Do you know what? Do you know what Phil needs to do? Outdoors. What? Oh, I think you know. Fun mover. Oh, VIP, VIP program. program. Just a mover. With Phil. Yeah. A serious mover yep. and a VIP and, and program, a VIP to, get program to really fund it. Yeah, yes. I like that idea. I think that's, that's what Phil really, needs. really good. You can hang out <laughs> yeah. with Phil. People, the listeners of Paul BMX would pay for to hang out with Phil. Oh, they, they would. They would they love would. to do that. They, they would come to the races <laughs> to do the Phil VIP program. They would. JT's and that's done. it. JT's done. That's it. Away. It's right set. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Flyracing.com. Please check them out at your local dealer. Great gear, fantastic company. They do great things over fly racing. And Alpine Star Protects, uh, just over in Italy, and I saw the things that those guys do, and it's fantastic pro- product, fantastic program. Like Chad's VIP program, we each, oh, and, and we'll end it on that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, 
There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take your money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.